Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join on the Goodyear Hotline, and maybe watching us on ESPN2 right now, well, for all I know. us on ESPN2 if they're at home. So well, that uh, escalated quickly, Max. Yeah, you know what, guys? A B, man. Like yesterday, he was he was almost winning the PR battle for a minute, right? It was like, oh, I don't know. Those do look like receipts. And then, of course, there was going to be a response from the Bucks. He is furrowing his brow, like he's maybe still thinks A B is winning the PR battle. Key, no, that's gonna, really no, no. Yeah. The, the reason my brows are going down in my eyes is because your back shot, as you brought us in in the morning, there was snow flurries, and I was just thinking in my head, why would I ever want to do that? I, I was don't just want to talk that, about it. Can we just focus that's why. On that's why I'm sitting there, Max. I'm sitting there. I'm sorry. The conversation, please. No, I'm not derailing the conversation. Uh, We're going to get back to it. But I saw the, <laughs> I saw it in the backdrop, and I said, "Who wants to do that?" When worst. I'm thinking in my head, based on what you asked me before we started the show, Jay is. How is the weather? And I <laughs> saw that shot. And yeah, I you said did it to yourself. No, I know. I, I can't. Because I just imagine Key having arugula salad and you got the Jesus sandals on. Everything looks comfortable out there. Warm. Oh. Anyway, go, go Let ahead. me tell you something. I lived in L.A. for six years. It was really the, great. Max, don't go there. Max, stay really on A.B. The don't feeling go that you get no, we're when gonna you. Go, we're getting right back to A.B. in like in like 30 seconds. The feeling you get living in L.A., there's a snowstorm on the East Coast right now, is you look at people on the East Coast and you think, Damn, they're still in the rat race. I quit the rat race. I'm not in the rat race. I just It was just in my mind. You know how I think I sit back and I'm a deep thinker when it comes to certain things, and I'm just thinking to myself, when I can sit outside at 2 o'clock, and, you know, for the last two and a half weeks, it was kind of cold out here, and it was rainy. It was rainy. What's cold, now, 45 that degrees? That 65-degree weather feels like it's 90, just like it's heating up in Tampa Bay. See how get I got us back out. here? Get this guy out of here, <laughs> There's Max. a segue. It's cold. So listen, so AB, so AB releases the screenshots of text messages, supposedly from Bruce Arians, proving that Coach knew he was hurt. Well, the Bucks officially released AB on Thursday. That's yesterday. Here is Coach Bruce Arians at a press conference on why he would not let Antonio Brown go back into the game. That was the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. We always had, uh, he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. And that's the, that's the, that's the end of it. And uh, we, are work, we are working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. And um, hopefully it ends today. You can't force a player to play. I mean, they, they have that choice. It's their body. And uh, he decided to play. He and Mike both were on pitch counts, all right? And um, we were trying to manage that as best we could in the first half. Yeah, I said why we wouldn't let him back in the game. Why A.B. refused to go back in the game. So, so A.B. is released. 
Adam Schefter was on a terrific show. It's been on for a few months now called This Just In, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Handsome host. On what happened with A.B. based on the conversations he's had. You believe what you want to believe. Antonio Brown says the Bucks forced him to play hurt. The Buccaneers believe there's a whole history here of Antonio Brown basically asking for more money, asking for the guarantees, not being happy with how much he's getting the football at halftime, and then all of a sudden unhappy with essentially being told to go into the game and Bruce Arians telling him to go back into the locker room. I don't, like, Key, I'll tell you what. A.B., the pattern so far has been when he has leverage, he's looking for dough. And if he doesn't get the money, he bounces. Like, that's been the pattern so far, and that's kind of what it looks like to me. It's what, that's what looks like to me happened based on what I'm hearing. At least that's the buck side of it, and it does fit into that pattern. What's your, what's your takeaway from all this right now? I mean, he say, she say, Max. Come on, man. Don't fall for the okey-doke. All right? They say what they say. He say what he says. They say he at halftime he was causing a fit because he needed targets to get to the incentives. They did have one more game to go. He only needed about 5% of the targets, the touchdown, as well as the yardage to collect on certain incentives. It, it, if he hits one touchdown, he gets $333,000. Okay, he misses out on the whatever 666000 if he didn't accomplish the other ones. Those other ones was just as easy to get as a touchdown. My whole point is things become smear campaigns, whether it's A.B. smearing them or them smearing A.B. So don't fall for the last word. Okay, because there's a lot of meat on these bones when it becomes team versus player, player versus team. Most people give the team the benefit of the doubt in these situations because the athlete is always wrong, the coach is always right, because the coach is supposed to be the dictator and the guy who controls the situation in organizations because they align the fan base to go at you, then the media goes at you, especially when you have a history Okay, so you're never going to get the benefit of the doubt. A.B. was wrong running off the field, but I have my suspicions. Having played in the National Football League at a very high level with very successful coaches that communicate with the medical staff on the sideline when a player is injured throughout the course of a game, not uh, not on a serious that they get the football back, but throughout the course of the game. How's he doing? How's his ankle? Is he able to go? Oh, coach, he's not able to go. Okay, all of those sort of things. Plus, interpretation is something. Did Bruce Arians tell him to get out of here? Probably so. Did he communicate that right to a guy that is very fragile in A.B.? Probably not, because A.B. interpreted it as something different, whether it was a throat slash gesture or just a single point toward the locker room that he took and he said to himself, yeah, I'm out of here because I'm not being treated right. My only thing is... Whatever you do, I've lived it, I witness it. Do not fall for the okie doke. Well, uh, Jay, I I just want to clarify one thing. Bruce Arians claims that he was pointing toward, like, get out of here, pointing. That's the gesture that he thinks A.B. interpreted as a throat slash. But go ahead, Jay. I told you this is like a Netflix series. It's like a mystery key. This is like that, that, that channel that you watch a late night key when you're trying to figure out, like, who did it? Who did it and how they did it? Because... For me, like the, I don't really know who to believe. And I agree with Keith to an extent about Bruce Arians in the last word, but 
I also saw Bruce Arians two days ago where he said he never knew that A.B. was hurt. Like, that was literally two days ago. He's like, oh, A.B. never communicated to me that he was hurt. But then A.B. shows the text messages. So I'm like, okay, well, that kind of goes against what Bruce Arians just said. But then I think to myself, hey, can I hear from the trainer, even though I know I will never hear from the trainer because Bruce Arians says the trainer never – nobody on the staff ever communicated to me <laughs> after A.B. already played that he couldn't go in the game. You know, so we're never going to hear from the trainer. But then the things that work against A.B. key is when you run off the field without a shirt on. And then we talk about people releasing statements. But then after the game, you release a rap song. It like it makes you seem like, oh, here goes A.B. falling off the wayside again. Like what's happening? It just it feels like it's uh, it's something that we need to decode that we will never Jay, really figure out. What you but say see, about Bruce Arians is, I think, the most interesting point that counters the, the, the story that the team is putting out that Bruce Arians claimed he did not know he was hurt, and apparently he did know he was hurt. Exactly. That is true. Everything else, to me, lines up against A.B., and Key, no question I'm taking his past into consideration. I said yesterday, doesn't mean necessarily he's wrong in this instance, but he does not get the benefit of the doubt based on his entire history. Well, here's the benefit of the doubt. Here's why I give him the benefit of the doubt. Because I've been on football teams, and I understand organizations, and I understand how organizations operate to protect themselves, okay? I've watched it up close, not only with myself, but also with other players in the National Football League. B.A. is a good person, okay? The Buccaneers organization is a good organization. The Glazer family, I have the utmost respect for them as an ownership group. But I also understand they need to protect their brand as well. But when you have all of these different things swirling around you and a player that is very fragile, that has a history, it's very easy to convince Max Kellerman that the player is wrong because all I got to do is say is he's asking for targets. So the first thing Max Kellerman is going to say is he wants his money. Not really understanding that it's not about the targets because he can simply get that. That's so easy. And guess what? Thomas Brady would help him get that. It's that easy. I'm going to throw the football to him, even though the play might not be designed because he only needs a couple pieces. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's actually hard to get me to fall for the okie doke. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't fall for it with a million other players that people, we you know, oh, he's about, hold on, let's hear the other side. A.B. has done this a thousand times. This is a thousandth and first time. So if he's in the right this time, it seems to me it'll be a first. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Now the Bucks will try to get back on track in Week 18 with playoff seating on the line when they face Carolina. And in the AFC, five teams are going for two remaining playoff spots. So who gets in and who can make a run? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at Key J and Max. Five AFC teams battling for two playoff spots in week 18. We have a week 18 now. Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Chargers, Colts. Sound weird to you, Key, to hear a week 18? Or are you already used to it? Y'all should... Yeah, uh, no, I'm not used to it because I'm I'm used to I'm not even used to hearing week 17, yeah, right? right. I yeah, just, yeah. It's, <laughs> Let me get used to that first. Yeah, let's get yeah because when you typically get into week 18 of football, it's the, the divisional round typically, yeah. right? It would have been it would have been a divisional round. No, it would have been the wild card weekend is what it would have been if you equate that to week 18. It was the wild card weekend. So, but they wouldn't even say week 18. They would say wild card weekend. Who is the most dangerous in the AFC to make a run if they get into the playoffs? Not We're not asking who's going to make. Who is the most dangerous if they get into the playoffs to make a run? Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Chargers, Colts. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football championship season is here. The fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Who is most dangerous if they get in? Ooh. That's the question out of those five teams. Hmm. Mm. I mean, mm, he's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it seems pretty simple to me. I mean, I go with the Colts. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I just seen them compete against the best teams. Obviously, they lost to Tennessee 34 to 31. They blew out the Bills, lost to Tampa Bay by seven. But they beat the Pats. They beat the Cardinals. Jonathan Taylor's in the MVP race. They're going to beat the Jags, which takes out the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, kind of puts a lot more pressure on that last game that we talked about with the Chargers. But I, I, it's easy to me. It's the Colts. Who's Defi- good, who's- define dangerous to me, most dangerous. Define that. Because I don't know what that means. Does that mean that Making they a win deep one run, game, they're going to pop one of the top teams? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean? Could win multiple games. Could win multiple playoff games, I would say. If you win two playoff games, you went on a run. I would probably say, one, the Colts. Two, the Chargers. Three, the Raiders. Four, the Ravens. Five, the Steelers. Mm -hmm. In that order to me. Because the Indianapolis Colts, defensively, they got a nice defense. Uh, offensively, Carson Wentz can do some stuff on both sides, which means can put up some points and help you win, but he also could put up points for the other team and help them win. So mm. you got to kind of manage that a little bit. Jonathan Taylor running the football is pretty good. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., cast mm-hmm. the characters offensively, and Frank Wright understands what playoff football is all about. So I give him the nod on that end. Um, they would probably, out of these teams, be the most dangerous to win multiple playoff games if they had the opportunity to. See, I agree with both of you guys. That's the smart answer is to say the Colts. I just don't believe in Carson Wentz under pressure. I don't. And he can prove me wrong. Guys can, you know, I could just be wrong or he could evolve into a more steady dude with the money on the line. 
But, but he's uh, had a he has he has a he has had a nice season. He has. Yeah. I, I agree. He's had a a nice comeback season, especially. And I know the Colts have a defense, and the Chargers can't stop the run. And I also haven't seen Justin Herbert in that position yet. But Herbert's just that dude to me. Like I like the Chargers because of that, and he's got weapons too. So I would say the Chargers, even though logic, I agree with you guys, but my my gut tells me the Chargers. Yeah, the, the, the Chargers but, is right there, but. Because I've seen the Colts beat teams that are good or take teams that are extremely good down to the wire, when I've seen the Chargers play against really good teams, they've struggled. Um, Brian Staley's just – Brandon Staley, I'm sorry, just to me isn't quite ready. He's a young coach in his first opportunity to get into the playoffs, which is very difficult with a young quarterback with his first opportunity to get into the playoffs, which goes back to being very difficult, much like Cliff Kingsbury aligned with Kyler Murray. They have never done it before, so it's going to be very difficult. See, see Max, I, I hear what you're saying on the Justin Herbert talent, and that probably gets you over the hump about, oh, I trust him more. But I will tell you the experience that Carson Wentz has, even though it hasn't panned out to the degree that we wish it would have, just the talent-wise, it's happened this year for the Colts, I still like the experience of Carson Wentz more in, yeah. in those type of games. I, I mean, I think, you, as I said, I cannot argue with your guys' logic. I'll lose that argument. I'm just going on my gut. And maybe what I want, because I feel like, oh, Does your Wentz gut factor is... in the Texans game? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying the, I mean, the look, inconsistencies, this, right? There's a lot of inconsistencies. Yeah, no doubt. The Chargers can't hurt. stop the run. Chargers can't stop the run. It's bad in the playoffs. That's a real bad quality to have in the playoffs. I just love that dude, Herbert. Hey, uh, don't forget, by the way, if the Colts lose to the Jags, and the Raiders, the, then the Raiders and Chargers can both get into the playoffs with a tie. We're going to ask Dan Graziano if the two teams should do that 20 minutes from now. The lone AFC North team that has already been eliminated from the playoffs is still trying to stay relevant in Week 18, guys. How is that possible? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and X, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. The Cleveland Browns 
in the playoffs last year, beat Pittsburgh once there. Ooh, oh, things were looking up, right? They've now been eliminated from the playoffs Mm. just one year later. Baker Mayfield has regressed, been playing hurt all season. That's true. A lot of speculation. He's looking for that huge contract, and he played – he played through injury. Now Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com reports there's a rift between Baker and head coach Kevin Stefanski. Baker's issues with Stefanski bubbled below the surface most of the season, according to Mary Kay Cabot, with Baker feeling like Stefanski's play calling didn't always put him in a position to succeed or play to his strengths. If Baker doesn't get reassurance that things will change next season, he would consider asking to be traded that according to mary Kay cabot now baker responded to the tweet calling it clickbait you and many other cleveland local media continue to be drama stirring reporters with no sources or facts don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table i'm not your puppet well (laughs) (laughs) so juicy it is time for straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless Keyshawn Johnson. Is this That is the my end? name. Certainly is, Max Kellerman. <laughs> is, is this Keyshawn the Keyshawn Johnson on this juicy topic. Is, I, I, well, I hear as... as <laughs> <laughs> Key, is, it the, is that it for Baker and Cleveland? I don't know that it is uh, over with for Baker and Cleveland. And, and I understand where Baker is coming from, and I agree with Baker. Uh, if, if, in fact, you got it from the horse's mouth, then you can go with it. But if you are just hearing or assuming and you're putting that out there, then that is false. Um, but reporters are reporters. They're going to do what they do. And I think when you look at it throughout the course of the season, yeah, it, at times it looked as though the quarterback was not on the same page with the offensive coordinator for many times and many things. But it's not Kevin Stefanski's fault that Baker Mayfield was selling footballs over open receivers' heads at times. That has nothing to do with Kevin Stefanski. It has something to do with Baker Mayfield's play on the field. Uh, the same plays that was called for Case Keenum in games at times was called for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had success. He got hurt, and he wasn't, hasn't been as successful being hurt. It's very hard, and I think people need to understand, when you have a $20 million cap number, it's, it, it is not easy to move no matter how much you want to be traded. It's just not, it's not easy to do. You're now asking a team to take on a $20 million guaranteed salary for the year 2022 based on a, on a fifth-year option and give up draft capital to absorb that particular player. Why would I want what you don't want because you got some draft picks, but I got to now buy those draft picks essentially – because I got to eat that salary. That was a move that the Cleveland Browns made, I believe, with the Houston Texans to absorb, uh, I think it was Ryan Mallard, one of those bum quarterbacks at the time. So Brock Osweiler, same. Brock Osweiler, Ryan Mallard, tall, both of them. So you can find yourself in that situation, but did Cleveland benefit from doing that? So you got to look at all those sort of things, Max and Jay, before you start diving into a guy who's been banged up, broken up, and still out there playing, and now he has to have off-season surgery. Key, Key, can I just – there's one thing, and, you know, you said if it doesn't come from the horse's mouth, 
And, yes. and I, I hear what you're saying about Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield would never publicly say that, right? But we all know how this game works. Like, and I'm not saying it happened, but there is a probability that it could have happened, that his agent has been trying to see opportunities that exist. And maybe Mary Cabot actually her wind of that. And that's what got her to this point because it doesn't behoove Baker to come out and say, yeah, I'm asking for a trade or this thing like it, but it doesn't mean that that couldn't have happened or that these conversations aren't taking place. If there is, there has seemed throughout the course of the year, even looking back on it retrospectively. And I brought this up multiple times, Max, when we're in the studio, I'm like, what, what seems to be going on with Kevin Stefanski here? Like it, it doesn't seem like Kevin Stefanski and Baker seem to be on the same page. So just because Baker comes out and then says publicly, this is just, you know, clickbait and you guys are looking for stories, it behooves him to say that, right? Because he's always playing to, I want to be here in case I have to be here. But if there's a chance I don't need to be here, that's my job of my agent to do that dirty work. But I'm going to calm all these rumors down because I want the fan base to understand that this is my team. You, like, it, that could be true as well. You have to do ask, you, like, you, what's the motive, right, Key? Like, to me, it, sound, it feels like this. You tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like this. Baker had a bad season. I think he was hurt. I think he's a better quarterback than he showed last year. But I also don't think he's going to be a, a, an elite quarterback, right? Yeah. But he had a bad season looking for the bag on top of trying to make the playoffs and everything else. And those two things yes. are related. Now he knows this team, he, he may not be in their long-term plans, right? So if you start putting out there or your side or someone representing your interests that you might be looking for a trade if, if things don't change – it makes it seem like you have options. Like it's not just that you're being rejected, but you're the one making the decision. Is there something to that? I, I would say that that's bad agenting. If, if, in fact, it's coming from his agent, because now you have your client basically refuting what is going on mm. out there in the space. You have a guy who is... I think you kind of know Baker Mayfield personality, right, guys? I think y'all do. That's not his personality. His personality is, I want to be traded. I don't care. That's his but personality. Keep, but, but keep, his but personality keep, is, Baker, I'm going to run from ba- the cops. I'm going to run from the cops and get caught at Oklahoma. That's his personality. But his keep, personality Baker's is, never been the bad guy in Cleveland, though. He's always he's never been but the it bad doesn't, guy. But his personality has never changed, ever. He is a, I'm going to do it my way personality. That is who he is. So if if that's his personality, he doesn't have a problem walking into the team and telling the team, I don't want to be here. He doesn't have that problem. No way. Whether whether it's a Cleveland fan base, an Oklahoma fan base, a Texas Tech fan base, that is who Baker Mayfield's personality is. There's no way Baker Mayfield would, even if it's not his personality, there's no way he would walk in after the season he's just had and said, I don't want to be here anymore. If he, he doesn't feels, have leverage like that. He doesn't have doesn't, leverage like that. That's why, that's why Max and I Absolutely he has. Here's the leverage. I don't want to be here. So if that's what he – so you got to remember, Jay, if a player walks into a locker room and tell a coach, I don't want to be here, what happens? They will try and find a place to put you. So why would he want to do that at all when – he doesn't even know the opportunities that's out there that potentially. Well, no, that's could what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's our point, though, Keith. So Wait. he's not going to do that. Wait, guys, that's what I'm. What, what I'm saying is, it's not necessarily. He may want to be not be there if he's not getting along with Stefanski. But the main advantage of of that being out there 
And I agree it's confusing if he's refuting the story publicly. But the main advantage is, look, I, Baker Mayfield, have options. It is I who am not crazy about what's going on here. Not just that the team is like, you're not good enough. You are, you're a bust as a number one overall. We're moving on. No, it's that it's a mutual thing. Like, things just aren't working. Things aren't working between two sides is a lot better than, damn, this dude just ain't good enough. Right? No, no, it's not. It, 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 sports is not like that. It's not, it's not like that because Baker Mayfield options are so limited. There's, 20, there's 31 other teams out there. You don't think the 31 other teams have the film and they've at, they, they have scouts that are pro personnel directors. Their only job is to look at the other teams, professional players that can be on the move or uh, coming up for free agency or could be potentially traded. There is nobody saying, oh, my God, we got to have Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So getting out in front of it does nothing for him. His personality that he has that I've known since back at Texas Tech tells me that if he wanted to be traded, all he, got, all he would do is go to Andrew Barry and go to Kevin Stefanski and tell them he wants to be I'm traded. I'm not saying he does want to be traded. I'm saying. No, I know yeah. you're not. But the speculation Who are is out there that if he doesn't get his way or he doesn't get on the same page with Kevin Stefanski, that he could ask for a trade. Baker, ba- Baker Mayfield said that's not true. But uh, all I'm saying is, look, it, regardless of whether Baker refutes it or not, like uh, to me, Baker is a Cleveland guy. Like he has embedded himself in that community. Him and his wife, they love it. It feels like that that fits right. If the play continues to elevate, which it needs to do, obviously next year. But all I'm saying is, if you read in between the lines. This allows him to seek, like, all right, like, let's see what interest is actually out there from this. Regardless of whether your agent says it or not, I refute it, but if we get calls, and great, we'll take calls on that. If, if, we can't, if I can't get on the same page with Kevin Stefanski, you can't say that's not – that doesn't have a possibility of being true. I, I, think, I think, Key, your point about, about, like, who would want Baker is interesting because, you know, not everyone's going to get Aaron Rodgers even if he is on the move, right? There are going to be teams that need quarterbacks, but I'm looking at, like – there aren't that many teams I could see that would be like, oh, yeah, great, we're going into next season with Baker. Maybe the Broncos if they miss out, or the Texans, or Washington, maybe Seattle if they lose Russell Wilson. There are teams out there, Max. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's bring Dan Graziano into this conversation. Good morning, Graz. Morning, Max. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. How are you? So we are, we are on a slight delay, as you can hear. Dan, you said on this show earlier oh, in the week okay. that you felt Baker would likely return to the Browns in 2022. After Mary Kay Cabot's report about a rift between Baker and head coach Kevin Stefanski, are you still where you were? Well, obviously, look, you hear a report like that and and you have to factor it in, right? If there's a rift between the two, then obviously it increases the possibility of a separation. Never would have ruled out the possibility of a separation anyway. I don't personally believe the Cleveland Browns have made any decisions about the direction they want to take at quarterback for next year. I think it's entirely possible he's back. Uh, and the contract is almost $19 million fully guaranteed for next year. So, if they do move him, they're probably going to have to pay a chunk of that anyway. And, and I, I, I think it's going to be tricky. But, uh, yeah, look, if, if there are issues there, and, again, that was the first I'd heard of it, 
if there are issues there between him and the head coach, then certainly, uh, yes, you could see a situation where he moves on. And I do think there are teams. You know, it's uh, not everyone is going to get Russell Wilson. Not everyone's going to get Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's going to need a starting quarterback. You could absolutely see a situation where a team were to bring him in either as their starter, as somebody who's got plenty of experience starting games in the league, or as part of their competition to see who their starter is going to be. I think it's. I think a lot of things are on the table for Baker Mayfield and for the Browns. You know, I'm looking yeah, at. I, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, I, and no, I was going to say that. And no, I was yes. going to say that. Yes. That is correct, Dan, what you're saying. There are teams that will certainly take a look and see because teams need quarterbacks, whether they're starters or backups. Teams need quarterbacks. They need the depth. My only issue with this is is I have a player that is an outspoken player that has no issues telling people what it is that he wants going and refuting a report that's out there about a rift with a head coach that he's had success with in a short period of time in Cleveland, and I'm sure the organization knows that he's been hurt throughout the course of the season, and they can see that because they see practice, they see games, and if he was healthy, it probably would be a different situation. Um, Agreed. Look, listen, here's the thing. I'm not in a position where I'm going to comment on you know, someone else's reporting, right? I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that's different from what I've heard. If she's got sources on this, she covers a team, she's plugged in, not making it up. So if there is, if there is a situation where he and the head coach have had a falling out, he and the team have had a falling out, yes, that would work to his detriment in the eyes of a potential acquiring team, right? Because you go, look, uh, if the issue is Freddie Kitchens, he's gone. If the issue is Odell Beckham, he's gone. If the issue is Kevin Stefanski, like at some point, you're the issue. And I think that would affect teams' evaluation of him if, if that were, in fact, if that did prove to be uh, the situation. I'm just looking at the quarterbacks around the like, teams that might have a need there. I, I, would he, is he even perceived as an improvement over Davis Mills or Taylor Heineke or someone at this point, given the season he just had, like to the point where they want to take on I have the million? beholder, Max. Yes. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. With nationwide 5G on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. All right, let's get to hot news or not news. In a 24-hour news cycle, everything feels like news. Yeah, it's not news at all. Let's find out what's hot news or not news. Key, will you tell me? Is this hot news or is not news? It's so scary, you're going to throw it to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Bucks releasing Antonio Brown. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano. Not news. Look, we knew this was coming all week. He, he released himself, basically, jogging off the field on Sunday. So it was a matter of how they were going to do it. They could have messed with him, by the way. They could have put him on reserve retired or reserve left squad list, uh, and then they wouldn't have had to pay him, and they would have held his rights. He wouldn't have been able to sign anywhere else. Ultimately, they decided to cut him, pay him his Week 18 salary, be done with it, uh, and, and that's that. Of course, he won't allow for it to be done with. Uh, he has more to say, but uh, not news that they cut him. No, zero. Not no, news zero. at all. Not- Dan, Dan is 100% correct. I, I just, you know, it's whatever. He was going to eventually have to move on, whether it was now or at the end of the playoffs. I'll just say it's hot news just because of the opportunity for another team to potentially sign him. And sometimes teams are spiteful, 
and they could have held on to him and say, hey, you're just not going to play anywhere. But now we could see A.B. on another team, potentially. I'm not saying it's actually going to happen, but there is a potential of it for having a chance to happen. Yeah, I would say not news because of the opposite of what you said, Jay, but for some, for some of the same reasons. Like, if they would have held on to him, that would have been news. A Super Bowl contending team holds on to distraction and prolongs a situation in the media so that he can't sign somewhere else. That would be news, but this, I think, is more like standard operating procedure. Will Antonio Brown ever play in the NFL again? Dan Graziano. I'm going to say no. I can't get to 100% certain because we don't know how you know, teams, teams do crazy things, but I, I'm going I'm to guess no. So I'm going to say, wait, is that a hot news or what, yeah, is, just follow up with what? Dan? It was just a follow-up okay. with Dan. Wow. If you want to answer oh, the question, That's a Keith. whole topic, Keith. We could do a whole segment on that. No I doubt. would just say what? absolutely 100% he will play professional yes. football next season, and it will be in Tampa Bay. Wow. Wow. That's wow. hot news. That's hot news. Hey, look, Dan, and you know what team in Tampa Bay? The Tampa oh. Bay Bandits of the USFL, oh, with Todd so Haley will silly. be on with us later on, his former offensive coordinator who's now the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bandits. We will ask him if he will sign Antonio Brown. Dan Graziano, Aaron Rodgers saying he's enjoyed for that. the relationship. He's enjoyed the relationship with Packers GM Brian Guttenkunst this season. Hot news or not news? Not news, and here's why. We need to stop listening to everything this guy says, right? Because some of it's true and some of it's not, and, and a lot of it is, is, is nuts. So uh, the, the fundamentals of the situation, right, the way the Packers operate, the fact that the weather stinks there, the fact that his dead money hit next year or, or the cap hit next year is $46 million, all that stuff is the same, whether they win or whether they don't win. It's possible he stays. It's possible he forces a trade. It's possible he retires. But nothing he is saying right now changes the fundamentals of the situation. See, I think it's hot news because I believe things have changed from the beginning of last season's uh, beginning of the offseason to where we are now, and they are on a collision course to represent the NFC Conference in the Super Bowl. And if that happens, it is hard as hell to depart from your team and go play for somebody else when you are with your brotherhood and teammates. You see, I think it's hot news for Brian Goodikens, who says, he likes me. He finally likes me. He's giving me a chance. But, Dan, I agree with you. At the end of the day, <laughs> just because he finally likes Brian Goodikens, it doesn't mean he's going to stay there in Green Bay. Yeah, Jay, you and I are almost on the same page, but somehow wind up on opposite the last two topics. It is hot news because he has not said a nice word about Brian Guttenkunst until, like, right now. It's always like, wow, Rodgers is holding their feet to the fire. Rodgers just doesn't like this. Rodgers doesn't li-. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm very pleased with everything that's going on here. It's great, and I really appreciate it. He just hasn't said that it about It could be a mirage, yet. though, Max. It could be a mirage. I just want you to know that. No doubt, but today, it may not turn out. It's not a structural shift or anything, Dan, but today, for me, it's hot news. Hub Arkish says, not voting for Rodgers, he wouldn't vote for Rodgers because he's a jerk and a bad guy and then later had to apologize for it. Is that hot news or not news? I mean, it's not news. I mean, right? Like, I'm surprised Rodgers even acknowledged it. It seems like it should be beneath him. Look, guys, here's my issue with this real quick. 
my issue with this is there's a point to be made, right? Like if you're saying, I want to assess the relative value of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and one has acted like a team player throughout the whole thing, and one has acted selfish, so I'm going to factor that into my close vote. I think there's a point to be made. I wouldn't personally do it, but this guy articulated himself poorly. He starts using words like jerk and calling names. Uh, I, I, this, this, this whole thing's a big nothing. Thank you, as always, Dan Graziano. Will anyone say yes to the mess? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 